Hello everybody, welcome to week four of the DBT mini-sode. I'm quite delinquent in getting this out. I'm going to apologize for that. However, I will say it's my podcast and I can do what I want to. Before we get into week four DBT, uh, this is just your reminder that I'm not a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, psychologist, counselor, or even a mindset or life coach. I'm just here to share my journey with borderline personality disorder and my road to recovery with you or your loved one to hopefully bring some valuable resources to you um, on your journey that you're currently in and to connect and give hope. If you're somewhere where, I mean, BPD is stigmatized in general, but if you're alone on your journey, um, I'm here to be with you on that. And I believe in you. That's important to say so, just so you know if someone else hasn't told you. So like every DBT um, group session that I'm doing, we started out with a mindfulness exercise. I don't really remember what this one was. Um, It wasn't my favorite. It was just a general BPD or BPD, oh dear Lord, a general mindfulness uh, meditation, about five minutes. It It was okay, again just kind of a talk you through, visualize, feel your body, um, experience what it's like to have your feet on the ground. I'll find something similar and link it in the show notes the way I have been with my other sessions. Again, this wasn't anything exceptional or mind-blowing or life-altering in the same way that 54321 is for me. Again, I kind of consider 54321 as a a skill personally, not just a mindfulness exercise, but that's me and my experience. And again, mindfulness and DBT and any of these skills will be different for everyone who practices them and everyone will have their own um, preferences for what they want to work on here. So the next thing that we did in group uh, was go through our homework We have to do that every single week. And uh, last week, like the week leading up to Tuesday, I had a really rough week. Um, I neglected some of my, I'm going to call them personal health skills, but that's things like my sleep hygiene, not getting intense enough workouts in, not feeding my body properly, those kind of things. Um, Haven't really had an appetite lately, so I was kind of hangry which just makes me a little bit more vulnerable than normal. Um, So when it came time to talk about our homework, I I was kind of immediately dysregulated because I had intense guilt about not getting it in, not getting it submitted. That's something that I struggle with. Uh, Perfectionism, people-pleasing, I've touched on that a little bit. And I had immediate panic like I did back when I was in school that I didn't get my homework and I didn't get my assignment in and I ended up crying on camera. Uh, The homework that we had was part of chain analysis that I talked about on DBT Minisode number three. And I've mentioned before that I've done chain analysis and it's something that I'm generally pretty comfortable with. I also said in DBT Minisode three, don't try and tackle the big stuff. It's just that anytime I went to go do that homework, I, my brain went to the big things and I just, I couldn't handle it and I couldn't stop it from going there. 
So in sharing, I just, I said that. I said that my chain analysis that I'm going to do live with everyone here is why I didn't get my homework done. And group's actually kind of interesting, even though it's still online, in the fact that there's other people there that are kind of struggling and sharing stories. We kind of have to edit things down. We sign a contract saying that we won't talk about certain things just so that we don't put other group members at risk. But in doing the group setting and expressing these things that I was struggling with, it was actually really nice getting support from seven other people, um, including the facilitators. And when they're, we're doing this by Zoom, like I said, so when I was sharing, uh, they, they check on you in the chat or sometimes they'll pull you into a breakaway room just to make sure you're okay. So that was nice. Um, it was also nice talking about, or not nice, enlightening talking with the facilitators about how much pressure I felt with these skill homework, the skill homework being called homework. And they're actually going to try and name it something else because I guess a few other people were experiencing a lot of stress with that. So in just being honest, um, we identified that a bunch of other people in group were feeling the same way. And that actually made me feel good and not so alone. Um, so although I went from being dysregulated, we had a 10 minute break between when we do our mindfulness, going into the homework until we know what it's going to be called this week, and then going into the new skills that we learn. So during that break, because I was feeling amped up, revved up, but in a, a low way, like I was crying, I used a tip skill. And I jumped in the shower and took a cold shower just to bring myself back down, re-regulate, and that worked really well for me. So this week, week four, we actually finished our module on mindfulness. We're going to continue doing mindfulness um, and meditation exercises every week, but the main ones we finished. So we actually switched to the distress tolerance module this week, which was pretty cool pretty excited about that. I do very much like distress tolerance skills. And again, I've been working on them a bit on my own. So it'll be interesting to see the difference. Uh, the first thing that we reviewed was crisis survival skills. And the ones that we're going to be working on through this module are the stop skill, pros and cons, tip your body chemistry, distract with wise minds, accepts, self-soothe with the five senses. Again, I think that's going to be like the five, four, three, two, one, but I don't want to make that assumption. And then improve the moment. So that's where we're going to work through over the next six weeks, I guess. Uh, we then went on to review when to use crisis survival skills, which is kind of interesting. So you're to use them when you are in a crisis mode. So what they defined a crisis as a highly stressful situation. It is short term, meaning that it won't last a long time and that it creates intense pressure to resolve the crisis now, immediately. So when you're supposed to use crisis survival skills or when you have intense pain that cannot be helped quickly, you want to act on your emotions, but it will only make things worse. Uh, emotion mind threatens to overwhelm you and you need to stay skillful. You are overwhelmed 
yet demands must be met. Arousal is extreme, but problems can't be solved immediately. And arousal is emotional arousal here, not sexual arousal, just to be clear. And then you're not to use crisis survival skills for everyday problems, solving your life problems, or making your life worth living. Skill this week, we, um, we skip the stop skill because the facilitator who wants to work through that skill had to hop off the call early, so another facilitator took over. So we worked on pros and cons this week. Um, and it's not like a standard pros and cons where it's two-phased. With DBT, it's actually four-phased, which I thought was really interesting. So you're to use pros and cons anytime you have to decide between two courses of action. Uh, they defined an urge is a crisis when it is very strong and when acting on the urge will make things worse in the long term. So you're supposed to make a list of pros and cons of acting on your crisis urges. So these might be to engage in dangerous, addictive, or harmful behaviors, or they might be to give in, give up, or avoid doing what is necessary to build a life you want to live. You then make another list of the pros and cons of resisting crisis urges. That is in tolerating the distress and not giving in to the urges. And you're, you are to use a grid, and I'm going to try and find a website that links to this grid or to find another YouTube video and link it down in the show notes the way I've been doing with the other skills that I talk about. So you're to use the grid to evaluate both sets of pros and cons. And then this uh, grid, we use it in another distress tolerance worksheet that I work off of. Or you can use the type of grid, again, in distress tolerance worksheet 3A. Okay, yeah, I'm just reading off of the page here. So I'll find something for you guys to use just as an example. So again, uh, broken down into pros and cons, and then there's two separate sections. So the first is uh, the pros and cons on acting on crisis urges. So you then look at the pros. So pros of acting on impulsive urges, giving in, giving up, or avoiding what needs to be done. And then you do the con side of that. So cons of acting on impulsive urges, giving in, giving up, or avoiding what needs to be done. And then there's a second row, which is resisting crisis urges. And again, we're going to look at the pros of resisting impulsive urges, doing what needs to be done, and not giving up. And then the cons of doing the same. So what are the cons of resist resisting impulsive urges, doing what needs to be done and not giving up? And the way that they set this up is because in like it's dialectical behavior theory or dialectical behavior therapy, which means that you can live in a world that is both. <laughs> so both good and bad acting on resisting it. It's hard to wrap your head around at first, but it, it's a pretty interesting concept. And then we go into what to do before an overwhelming crisis urge hits. So we're going to write out your pros and cons and we're going to carry them with you so that if you know something might happen, you can refer back to it. Just kind of put a card in your wallet, put it on your phone, take a picture of it, that kind of thing. Like if you know that there's certain situations that can create these crisis urges, those are the ones you want to work through in advance so you have something to refer back to. And then rehearse your pros and cons over and over. I do this in my head all the time. Um, 
especially when it comes to interpersonal relationships because those tend to be my my uh my runaway situations if you will um and that's not not necessarily a good urge to act on so i i do this all the time um some i have pictures of on my phone others i just walk through the conversation in my head so when an overwhelming crisis urge hits review those pros and cons bust out your list and read it over again so imagine the positive consequences of resisting an urge I thought that was really interesting when I learned that consequences don't have to be negative. Um, Just as a little segue here, that kind of blew my mind a little bit because growing up a consequence was always, 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 always negative. So reframing my mind that you can have a positive consequence was actually pretty cool. And then you're to think of the negative consequences of giving in to crisis behaviors. And then remember past consequences when you've acted on crisis urges. I like that part a lot. Um, It's kind of like the chain analysis or like I referred to it as the after action report. In the moment, if you can do that and remember the negative things that may have happened when you acted out on the urge or even the positive things when you didn't act on that urge, it's a good way to go about managing and remembering that there are long-term consequences to things that while it might feel okay acting on those crisis urges in the moment, it's considering things a little bit in the future. So for me, it's what am I going to potentially miss out on if I do that? What kind of damage might I be doing to myself or another person? Or how am I going to feel? Am I going to feel guilty? Am I going to feel more anxious? Am I going to feel the need to fix something immediately? Is there going to be shame? So if there is a way for you to do some mindfulness or some grounding techniques so that you can get to the point where you're in wise mind, if you will, to review that, it's extremely helpful. So with that summary that I just gave, I'm actually going to wrap up a mini-sode. That's actually a mini-sode. I'm very proud of myself here. Sub 15 minutes. But before I sign off for the day, I'm just going to remind you to check out the Book of Thoughts uh, project that we have Ari working on. Our episode will be coming out this week. It might be a double episode week. We'll see how I'm feeling. We have five more days to help with the Kickstarter program uh, for this book, this project. And again, I'm so insanely passionate about getting this message out there. I will be plugging it and continue to plug Book of Thoughts. Um, Art is such a great way to, like I said, develop character and have a creative outlet, to have any outlet that's healthy. It's kind of like journaling. Writing poetry is very, very similar. And it's actually a great way of dealing with those, not fully a crisis situation, but when you're feeling emotional and heightened. And sometime with BPD, we don't know how to express what we're feeling and we actually need a way to work through those emotions. Poetry is a great way of doing it. Ari used this as part of her recovery journey, and we're going to hear her journey to diagnosis as well as her approach to healing and working through BPD. Again, that's Book of Thoughts. Check out the show notes for uh, some videos about pros and cons lists, and I found a worksheet for it for you guys to work through on your own should you feel like it. 
So until this week's episode or episodes, um, I hope you're having a great week. I'm signing off this Sunday. And as always, I know we all struggle with things and we have some weeks that are good, some weeks that are bad. I mean, heck, it's BPD. We can have days that are good and then the next day could be bad or it can even change hour to hour. That's the joy and the fun of this disorder. And while you're working through recovery, it's a very well, pardon me, a very real thing. So until the next episode, I hope you are all doing well. And then again, if you're struggling, there's a good chance that you're doing better than you think you are. You're doing better than you were yesterday even. And give yourself a little bit of grace. Let's have some positive self-talk and use uplifting language. Because in the end, we're all really good people. Until next time, see you guys.